0: What are we talking about today? Welcome to the Chronic Ill This Podcast. I'm your host, Chronic Ill This. Until I figure out like a name that I want to use for this podcast, just just call me... Uh, I don't know. Just listen. <laughs> I'll figure out a name later. Oh, wow. So today has been extraordinarily bad. And I want to talk about something. Uh, we'll get back to my story later. That The, the part in parts... Uh, I'm not into that headspace right now, and also I don't want to bore you with a long, it's not really boring, but I mean I can't just always talk about me, so let's talk about us, layers, Uh, layers meaning, you know, uh, these illnesses don't just affect illness maybe I said this in the other in the first podcast, but I want to get more in, into more detail today about it. The layers upon layers upon layers when you have a chronic illness, of how it affects your life when you are too sick to work. I'm actually feeling somewhat energetic at this point, though my head feels off. but what else is new? Uh, I had base and, and you want to know why because it's 7:29 p.m. at night. And I rested till about seven. That's how it works. <laughs> people are, people are who worked, you know, a late night or a long shift today. Got up and did their nine to five, uh, and stayed a little extra after work. Are now on their commute home, and this is the first time I've been functional enough to do anything all day. Life is stolen from us. Life is taken from us the people who get up in the morning and they drink their coffee and they, you know, do whatever they got to do, uh, go to work. Maybe they got to take care of the kids and get to st- take their kids to school, whatever. They got their families, they got their jobs, they got their careers. They may even go, man, this is tough. It's a lot of work. I got to get the kids to school. Then I go to go deal with my boss and, you know, I got to get my coffee at Starbucks on the way and, you know, I got to get the, uh, uh the, uh, <laughs> what is it called? The, uh, the, TPS reports I gotta get the TPS reports in You know, my boss is giving me a hard time Because I forgot to put the cover on my TPS report And uh Man I'm gonna go home And just kind of sit back and have a beer too Watch, uh, Watch my favorite show Hang out with the kids Hang out with the wife, whatever it is What a long day And uh some of them might even be angry about their life and depressed about it. Some of them may be happy. I'm sure there's a lot of happy people out there. Interesting study I just heard. And this maybe may reflect on because, you know, these emotions trickle down into the, into the youth. But it's like they have like a 40% or 50%, like a high number before the pandemic in 2019 of children who felt that life was hopeless, that were depressed and unhappy, And these are perfectly healthy kids, maybe not emotionally so, but where do they get that from? Is it from their loving home life? Obviously not, you know, so, uh, you know, what's going on there anyway? So uh, that's the deal, right? So we're we're in this world where these people and, and some of us who are sick, would think that that was a blessing for sure we would we would know it was a blessing that i had to go and deal with my shitty boss uh and and you know take my kids to school and and have a job nine to five and i had to work extra hours today thank you please please and thank you you know (laughs) i definitely would love to do that i definitely and i know some of you out there in the same boat we're resting all day, people will be like, man, that's gotta be great, you just lay there all day, no, it's fucking horrible, excuse my language, Uh, which, you know, I don't know, I'm gonna try and keep it as clean as I can, but I'm also not gonna go out of my way to not express myself emotionally in this podcast, it is a podcast after all, and um, it's terrible sometimes, it is really, really hard, so what do we do, right? Uh, I'm on my way to go get some queercetin from the drugstore. Uh, And then I'm on my way to go get allergy pills from the drugstore. If you're not familiar with queercetin, it's actually uh, like a vitamin C type supplement. But it also is very good for, for dealing with your histamines. And since I have this itch infestation in my apartment, which is horrible, and I slept like crap last night... Uh, I'm going to try and double up and do do both, chemical and natural approach, and see if that helps. Otherwise, I'm going to be living in a horse barn. That's another story. Uh, Because I can't handle uh, uh, my, my city apartment, which should feel like a city apartment. Not like there's some infestation of mold in there, or whatever it is that's causing me to itch like a crazy person. Anyway, so this affects us in layers, all of this stuff, you know, my day is over with when many people, uh, you know, just had their whole day or my day is beginning. I'm sorry. Technically speaking, it's not beginning. Of course, I'm doing a full-time job of suffering. We're doing a full-time job of being sick and managing our symptoms and managing our illness and trying to actually uh, get above, uh, above water. And some of us can never do it i'm a lucky one because i don't know i I don't know if it's because i know how to meditate or or what i'm not sure what it is but i can break free but it takes a hell of a lot of work and it's only for a couple hours and usually at night and after resting all day then it's kind of like well time to go to bed or stay up and what are you going to do at night go to the bar drink alcohol play video games I mean, maybe I could have a nighttime job, but then there's the problem if if I try to force myself to stay up for long hours at night till like four or five or six in the morning, many times I'm going to feel like death the next day. So it's kind of like, well, where's the balance at? I'm trying to teach myself to get used to that. I've I've had a couple of different people who I talk to with chronic illnesses that say, you know what, I just said screw it. And I got used to it. And now when my body wants to go to sleep, I go, I, I go to sleep. And then when I want to wake up and do stuff, I wake up and do stuff. And that's the way it is. And I'm trying to teach myself that right now. It's not always... It doesn't always work. And especially when I'm in a chaotic and toxic environment that's that's killing me. So so the layers. Let's talk about layers a little bit. Um, you know? Because we, we, we don't work. Some of us are too sick, and maybe we're either struggling to get on uh, social security benefits, like this is a part of this podcast, is why should legitimately sick people have to sit there and fight for their benefits? Yes, there's a lot of people out there trying to scam the system. I feel like they need to come up with a better way, because it shouldn't take four, five, six, seven, eight months to two years to three years in order to get these things You know, either you get rejected and have to go fight it in court and yada, yada, yada. Or let's get it done, man. Four months is acceptable in a sense. I get it. But after that, it's like, what are you doing? You reject, you deny people who legitimately need help and are sick and suffering because you got some bureaucrat in an office somewhere who gets off on, oh, denied, denied, denied. Oh, I don't like what this says. Denied. Anyway. So people are, are running out of money. So that's that's step one. We don't have money. You know, you got to borrow from friends and family. And not all of us have that. Right? So the, well, then you're, you're, you're dealing with that. Some of us are alone. I'm alone. I do have friends and family, but nobody nearby. My apartment looks like a freaking rat's nest. Like somebody, you know... It's just, yeah. And I, I clean it. But then the itching is still going on. So I rip it apart, trying to find out where the itching infestation is coming. And then I just don't have the energy to keep it clean. I need some help. You know, uh, my car is falling apart. I'm driving right now. As you see, you know, I'm hands free. Thank God, but I'm driving. And, uh, My car squeaks. It's got a big, one of the doors is caved in from when I was trying to drive to a doctor's appointment with brain fog and uh, made a boneheaded turn and cut in front of somebody on accident and they smashed into my door. So there's that. And uh, the brakes are gone. It squeaks all the time when I'm driving around. Something's going on. It needs to be fixed. How am I going to fix it? I can't even pay for gas. I put $5 in my gas tank to go probably 30 miles round trip, and luckily my car has a lot of gas mileage and so on that it gets, but that's like all I can afford, you know, and then sometimes you'll hear me uh, talk about while I'm drinking alcohol sometimes, I can barely afford that, but that's to keep me sane sometimes, uh, to keep me from losing my shit, uh, to keep me from, you know, just, and eventually I'm going to have to, what do you, what do you call it? Eventually I'm going to have to wean, wean away. You know, I don't mean in in the sense that I'm uh, hooked physically. I mean like, you know, I'm going to have to get under the bird, like let go of mama bird's wing and let go and try and be healthy. But I got to get to that place where I'm confident enough, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. And if I'm living in this environment that feels like it's killing me, you know, so That's kind of a problem. But so there's no money. We're running out of money. We don't have money. We got to borrow from our friends and family if we have it. If not, we got to figure out other ways. We got to bag and borrow. The living situation. We got to fight for for benefits so we can have a roof over our head. Or we're going to have to go to a shelter. Some of us are. I just talked to somebody the other day uh, uh, who knows a person who I'm going to maybe have on the show eventually who lives in a group situation. And the, the environment for them is so bad and they have Lyme disease that their brain is going. They like they feel like they have early stage dementia. They can't do stuff, they're freaking out, they need help, but they can't get it. There's no help. They they yes, okay, you'll see programs all over the internet and groups and, 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 and non profits. And you know what? <laughs> I've seen a bunch of those. And uh, one day, like I told you, you might you might have heard it in a different podcast that I did, uh, where I spent, I don't know, maybe an hour or two on on Twitter one day messaging a bunch of people, a bunch of these, uh, a bunch of these nonprofits, uh, that, that said that they were there to help disabled people. That's what they, that's what they're getting their funding for grants from the government. Probably contributions from different organizations and and philanthropists. And I messaged, I don't know, probably a dozen or so, maybe more. uh, And just said, hey, I'm sick and suffering. I'm about to live on the street. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Can you figure out a way to help me so I don't have to end up sick and suffering and living under a tree somewhere? I don't know if I said it like that, but, and I multiple tweets and these aren't like tweets where there's like hundreds of people replying. It's like, I'm the only one, or maybe I'm one of three, you know, and I, I, and I did that and, uh, yeah, nothing, not one response, not one response. How many of these organizations are out there juicing money? And, and, and I don't know what they're, what they're doing with it, but they ain't giving it to the people who need it. They're soaking it up and pretending that they're helping, but they're not. Maybe they have events here and there, and maybe they do a little bit, but they're basically keeping themselves afloat with that money. Because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they come at me? And look at how hard it is for everybody else to get help. Why wouldn't they come right back at me and say, oh, yeah, like we might not be able to help you directly, but hell, we got a lot of resources. Let's help you out. Let's do it. You know. So we're out of money. Uh, then now we can't keep up our apartment. We're too sick to, to keep up our apartment because we. Uh, You know, good luck on cleaning for some of us. You know, we got to cook food at home because we're on a bridge card or we're on an orange card, whatever you guys call it, EBT, benefits, SNAP, you know, Uh, luckily we got that. So there's, we can eat, thank God, but uh, some of us are too tired to prepare a decent meal. So even with the go, and you got good intentions like I do, I always have good intentions when I go to the store and I try and be like, okay, I'm going to make this. I got all this healthy stuff to fill my fridge with vegetables and try to eat healthy. And, you know, I definitely have a lot of weight to lose, which is also part of the illness. The physical effects, you know, of the actual illness affect you in so many ways. Some of us, uh, you know, maybe are are thin and frail and others of us, maybe, you know, we have we have weird metabolisms, and, you know, they, uh, with me, I gained a bunch of weight from trying to take some medication, you know, Lexapro, and I was diagnosed to try and help me with some of my emotional crap that I'm dealing with, but since I have a physical illness, it's not just I'm, like, depressed, or or have anxiety, like, oh, man, life is stinky, uh, for me, (laughs) it's a little bit deeper than, uh, it's a little bit deeper than just, uh, uh, you know, uh, haven't taken taken an SSRI or something like that, and so well, that's that, right? There's the next thing, and then 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 the next thing. It just all piles up. Uh, my car is falling apart as I as I mentioned. You can't cook good food. You're not healthy enough. Uh, you can't get people to clean even if you cook food. You got, you know, maybe you're, you're not even lucky enough to have a dishwasher. Sorry about these dings. Uh, uh, this is just the way it's going to be until I ever get rich, I guess. Um... Rich meaning I don't know If I ever get like a producer I guess is what I was thinking In my head But there's the brain fog At work right Which I don't have as much of Right now thank God But it's like Then the day is over I can't accomplish anything I'm too sick to get a job I can't keep a schedule There's no way Some of you are trying To push through With your jobs I did that for years And eventually Thinking you know what I'm going to overcome this thing Da 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 Power of positive thinking Deepak Chopra Freaking Tony Robbins You know uh, Power of the subconscious mind Uh manifesting whatever blah 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 blah. and it's all bullshit when you're really sick i'm sorry i know some of you probably uh, you know really believe in it but when as somebody who did it for 10 years it's bullshit it doesn't work on everybody as a matter of fact i'm willing to bet you more people it doesn't work on than it does you know, maybe somebody does really have emotional issues and that makes them feel like they have depression and they're tired and all this stuff. And they have a bunch of symptoms that they think, you know, are physical ailments. So they, they you know, do the power of positive thinking and they do a lot of like, you know, positive reframing and, and, you know, DMSR, whatever the heck it's called, DSM, NS, whatever, dynamic neural retraining systems and all this kind of stuff. And then eventually their brain is like, yeah, no, we're fine. We're fine. We're happy. And they get better. They feel better because they've convinced themselves that, okay, now I'm healthy again. And so maybe it works for them. I'm sure that maybe anybody who listens to that, who's, who's done those programs are probably, really, no, I really was sick. How dare you say that? I don't know. Maybe you were, maybe you were. But can you can you find easily out of like a group of 100 hundred people who have tried the same thing, that 90% of them, 90, 90 of them or 80 of them or even 20% Or 30%, maybe 20%, but maybe 50%, no way. You're not going to tell me 50% of the people that do that stuff are healed. Because not all of us uh, uh, really have, like, these illnesses that are just going to be, like, minor illnesses. Or, you know, maybe they seem major, but not all of us are. That stuff's not going to work for everybody, you know. So we're sick. We're suffering. And, uh... The bills are piling up, electricity gets shut off every once in a while, and you got to get, like, S.E.R., you got to get, you know, by the way, if anybody, if I if I mention these things in the, in, uh, uh, in the podcast, and you're like, S.E.R., what's S.E.R.? If I ever mention some sort of benefit or something, please, man, comment wherever you see this, let me know you want to know more about it, and I'll make it happen. I'll, I'll get into detail, I'll do a whole podcast on the thing if you want. Some of us, you know, I was working up until the pandemic, and I was lucky enough to uh, to get uh, unemployment, the pandemic unemployment insurance. I was barely working, but I was working just enough to qualify. I was working basically to scrape by because I was still sick every day, and I shouldn't have been working. I should have been trying to figure out how to get benefits, but they tell you, oh, well, if you want to get on Social Security, you can't work for at least a, a year they, don't, they want to see that you're not working at all, that you're not capable of working. It's like, so you want me to basically be on the fucking street, excuse my language, sick and suffering and on the street, and screw you, uh, too bad, uh, in order for me to get benefits, get help. I always It seems to boil down to all that, too. It's like, if you're sick and suffering, we want you to be in a shelter, homeless, in order for us to give you benefits. It's like, what, what about pre- preventative medicine? What about trying to keep people healthy or make sure that they stay healthy? Or even if they're sick and suffering, why don't we try and build like these benefits programs for prevention? Not last minute, like, oh, well you got an eviction notice so now we'll help you. That's bullshit, that's bullshit. We need people to be able to help us from the get go. You know, (sighs) that we need, we need these benefits programs to be in place so that when we know we're, we're trying to stay, you know, where the ship is sinking because we're sick. Um, My ship is sinking. Hey everyone. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to keep you afloat. We got this program. We got that program in place. Don't worry. You're going to be fine. Not, well, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to wait until the last minute. Uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna just basically not really change much and you know whatever you got to do you got to fight for which brings me back to the unemployment insurance insurance because in <coughs> Michigan the state I live in <coughs> the unemployment insurance agency was basically scamming people. I don't want to say who's behind that or who, who why it happened I'm pretty sure I know why but I don't want to make this show political but uh, yeah they were scamming people people who were, um, who were get on the unemployment insurance There was an epidemic number of them Like hundreds of thousands of Michiganders Who they basically just stopped paying For one reason or another Bye, screw you You're not getting your money uh, and, and most of them probably just went away There's very few people like me Who will sit there and fight Tooth and nail Even though I'm sick to say, no, man, you're, you said you're going to give me these benefits. You're giving them to me. And I had to go through through two different, like I had to go, and I had to appeal it, and I had to go through two different court cases and actually write a nasty letter about the first judge who basically just denied it without even listening to any of the facts. He asked me nothing about what was going on with why they decided to take my stuff, which was actually completely wrong. And uh, eventually, through the second... Through me writing a nasty letter to his court supervisor, saying what's going on with this judge, he recused himself from the second from the second trial, uh, the second hearing, and uh, I did get my benefits, but that's limited. It's out now. It's gone. Bye bye. All of it's gone. For for you know, uh, Sarah's almost over with. C E R A. Look that up if you're. I don't know. I, I, I it's over with anyway. So you're not going to get that. But that was. Uh, a way that I was trying to keep myself afloat with the, uh, with rent. And now that's almost gone, you know, and these benefits, they, they run out and that's cool. I get it, but I don't know if they should. I don't know if they should in in a country where, you know, uh, I just don't think they should. I, I feel like we live in a country that is ready to and, and, you know, I'm not going to take, I'm not taking the political stance on this, but I am going to say that the government is willing to, you know, so that somebody can try and get, you know, favorably, uh, favor, favorability ratings in an election. That person uh, is considering uh, $10,000, you know, waiving the $10,000 education whatever you fucking call it, the, uh, student loans, sorry, my brain, there it is, I hope I'm not, you know, I don't think I am, I just, so, so they're, they're basically developing, or, I mean, I'm, yeah, there's the brain fuck, I, I I don't want to, like I said, I was, what I was thinking in my brain is, I'm like, I hope I'm not developing Alzheimer's already, uh, and so there's my brain kind of kicking back what I was saying, I completely lost track, of what I meant, and what I meant was, is that you know they're thinking about giving everybody ten thousand uh, dollar student loan, uh, whatever the you know uh, relief or whatever it is, and if they did that, you know somebody's going to pay it. That money's not going away. It's not magically disappearing. Number one, I'm not going to listen to the people. Who, if you want to get into the political aspects of that on a deep level, like why. Some people think this and some people think that. That's a different show. That's not this one. But I am gonna say this about it. That's eight three hundred and eighty million or something like that. Is it three hundred and eighty million or three hundred and eighty billion? It's something ridiculous. Probably billion these days. Million doesn't mean anything anymore. It's always billion now. So but it's a it's a very large sum of money, through probably 380 billion in order to cover that cost. And again, that's coming out of the government. Okay, well that's great give me $10,000 and just just to keep afloat man give me $10,000 uh, of subsidy you know so i can stay in an an apartment put me in a subsidized home and pay off $10,000 of my rent and my electricity you know at the 30% cost that's already in place for subsidized tax subsidized homes and let's do it Put me in there. And, and other people, not just me, I'm saying other people like me. Keep in mind, when I say me, I'm talking about us. You guys are, are on this. We're all this together. Uh, so what what's the deal? Why not? You know? I, I could use $10,000. I'm sure you could. It's not a lot. It's not going to get you anywhere. But if, it's, if, it's, uh, if you're living in a $1,000 apartment, which is probably pretty low these days because the housing market is kaput. And uh, you you got a it's a 30 percent subsidized so you're paying three hundred dollars a month, then you got your electricity which probably let's let's face it it's probably another 150 dollars a month depending, I don't know I, I'm not keeping up. So that's five hundred dollars, and ten thousand dollars. What's five hundred times twelve is uh, is five thousand? You get almost two years of an apartment if they did that. Five six it'd be like six. Let's just say five hundred times twelve is five thousand six. It's six. Is it six thousand? That's what I'm thinking. So six and six is twelve. So you're going to get almost two years, you know. And that should be just like, yeah, that's an emergency or whatever. You guys, you know, you're sick and suffering. You're about ready to get kicked down in the street. Uh, we'll give you six. We'll give you ten thousand dollars or whatever subsidized housing, uh, and until and, and we can figure out when we get your benefits in for your social security, whatever. I, I'm just saying, they just seem to, they, they throw so much money around. And there's always spending bills, there's always this and that. It's like, well, none of it. For the sick people, I honestly think they just want us to go away. They want us to just die. They want us to be sick and die and, and screw you. You know? Because people, when they are in their ivory towers, they don't have to experience what we experience. They're not in there going, my God, they have their nice, comfy bed. They probably, you know, many of them, especially in politics, they have maids and stuff like that. They take caretakers, whatever house, housekeepers. Uh, some of them maybe don't, but they're healthy enough to clean their own apartment or their own house, or maybe hire a cleaning lady once a month, you know, whatever it is, you know, like I said, and so they're comfortable and they don't have to feel what we feel they don't have to that to experience what we experience so we can complain to them till we're blue in the face and say hey what's the deal with this like how am I supposed to deal with this and they're like ah well you know and, I, and I'm, I'm literally telling people like I'm gonna die in this apartment it's it's killing me like I feel like it's it's breaking me down and killing me my emotional and everything like that and and They'll just be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, there's not any programs out there for you. Like, like and there's no emotion coming back from them. Like, man, that's terrible. we got to figure out something to help you not die. And I'm, I'm saying when I'm having a bad flare-up and I'm breaking down. And the pain is coming. I mean, they, you cannot fake that. Tears are coming down my face. And I'm freaking out. And I sound like an idiot because I'm, I'm having a, you know, like my, my... My mental capacity, my function is impaired for that day. I mean, it even affect my vision is like, my vision is blurry. Like it, it literally physically is affecting me to where I can't, I can't function. That was actually yesterday was one of those days, I think. Uh, thank God I was able to take a nap in my car today, which is, which is, which is, that's a blessing. I'm glad it's getting cooler out. I cannot stand summer because it steals my ability. I will, I, I don't care if it's zero degrees in the wintertime, I'll take a nap in my car. I'll take a blanket out <laughs> with me and a pillow and I will take a nap in my car, put a jacket on or whatever I need to do. So, so that's it. Like, but the summertime, I cannot stand. I cannot stand it. And and because, especially because, even when my apartment is healthy, which used to be, and maybe maybe it didn't used to be, and it's just like I said, over time it's been breaking me down more and more, and now it's starting to get uh, really bad. So I don't know. But regardless, someone actually told me once when I was like, "Yeah, you know what? It's weird," because they're like, "Well, you got mold exposure. It's obvious from your symptoms. You got mold exposure in your apartment." And I said, "Yeah, it's kind of weird because you know sometimes." I was like, I go out to my car and sleep in my car. He's like, maybe that's like a subconscious thing. Like, your body knows that this is a bad environment for you, which is why you feel the need to get out and go to your car. I was like, that's a very good point. It is a very good point. You know? So, the the layers just add up, man, for for all this stuff. Because now you don't have, you know, you don't have benefits. You don't have this. You don't have that. You don't have money. You don't have... The, the basic necessities that you need you can't eat healthy uh you know and and then they snowball these things snowball and they start to combine together and your health gets worse because you don't have a healthy environment because you don't have the transportation you need because your car is broken down or maybe it's getting ready to break down oh you know because you don't have the basic necessities you can't you know pay for your air conditioning or you can't pay for your uh electricity is what i meant to say for me you know, uh, you can't pay for these things, you know, and um, and it's just bad. And it's just bad. You can't pay for the, for the you know, and, and let's not even talk about the insurance companies. Uh, Meridian, one of these insurance companies that I cannot stand, which is, I have Medicaid, just like many of you. And I'm on Meridian. Don't ever choose Meridian. I'm going to tell you right now, just don't like if you have Meridian wherever you're at and you're listening to this podcast do not choose them. They have a, they have a, the prime location in downtown Detroit. Their building is literally in the center of the like one of the most high most expensive parts of downtown, like the center of the city. And that's where their little high-rise offices are. But they can't pay for most of my procedures or most of the medication that I get unless it's something simple like oh yeah we'll play for, we'll pay for your loratadine, cost us ten dollars we'll pay for this we'll pay for that but anything that's serious you gotta fight tooth and nail and most of the time even after that you get your PAs in prior authorization you do that they're pretty much like get fucked loser we're not paying for your, we, oh, you need to go get a CAT scan for your sinuses because your, your immunologist, your allergist says that your, your sinuses are impacted and you may need to get something done to take care of that so you can breathe better at night and have less fatigue because she said that she did a study. Uh, and there have been studies done that say that people in your situation with the impacted sinuses, that can cause massive fatigue. And so you need the procedure. You need to go get a CAT scan on your sinuses because your doctor ordered it. Um I'm uh, sorry, we gotta pay for our high rise in, in the uh, in the middle of the most expensive part of the city, so screw you. It's a racket. It's a fucking racket. Some of these insurance companies should be investigated and fucking shut down for running a a, a fraud. You know? Uh they should be. If I if I could ever find an attorney who would do a cla- class action lawsuit for sure. You know, oh, you've been using this medicine for the last year that you had to fight for the first time with us in order to get. Uh, and it actually helps you breathe while you're sleeping. It helps you breathe, you know. Uh, it, yeah, well, we changed. Uh, we, uh, the, somebody else bought out our company and they don't want to give you, you know, they're, they're here to profit. They bought out our company because they figured, well, we're going to make a profit with this. this, These guys are really making a lot of money here. This is a way for we can uh, we can make more money. But what we got to do is we got to buy this insurance company and then we'll just stop approving a lot of things, uh, a lot of uh, procedures, a lot of prescriptions. Oh, this person was taken over the last year. Oh, okay. well, we shut it off. You can't get that medicine anymore. Oh, yeah, well, prior authorization went through last time. Sorry, not this time. Go fuck yourself. We're, we're not interested in helping you out. Oh, Jesus. Then you got this moron on the motorcycle who figures that he's going to just cut to the front of the line past everybody, and, and uh, at least he didn't run the red light, though. Anyway, I'm sorry, that's another story. I get, I get uh, Just sure some of you live in anyway people keep messaging me and uh again like I said until I figure out a way I mean I I suppose I could put do not disturb on all my stuff in the future podcasts I'll try to remember to do that keep in mind we're working with brain fog I just hope this thing shuts up so there's that so we we already know uh, these layers just keep adding up And adding up and adding up and adding up. And I could keep talking about them. You guys got your own layers, man. If you're listening to this podcast, please let me know what yours are. Because it affects everything. And then uh, then there's the emotional. And and like we talked about, I touched on a little bit earlier. But I didn't touch on it specifically. Is that we have the emotional help. The emotional trauma. And then, I don't know how many of you have gone through this. I know I do. Thank God for meditation once again is the PTSD that goes about when you start thinking about the past and and you realize that you're not better, that you've gone through this hell, this hell for ages, for ages and you think back, man I remember, you know I, I'll tell you what happened, this is a true story I, I mean, I guess they're all true stories, but I mean, basically I, I, I went to get an endoscopy, which is like you know, if you guys you know endoscopy, basically they take the tube and camera and stick it down your throat and check all, make sure everything's all good in your you know upper GI whatever the heck it is, and uh, your throat and, and whatever's up there. I don't know. So I had to go get one, and uh, because I was fati- I was feeling fatigued that day, I'm I'm terrified of feeling more tired. Especially when I have fatigue. There's nothing more. I have this PTSD basically to being tired at this point of my life. I want nothing more. Nothing more than to get rid of the fatigue. So, uh, when I had fatigue and I went in for my endoscopy, I tried to get rid of it ahead of time. But I couldn't. And so I was absolutely paranoid. Like, please don't put me under twilight because then I'm going to be even more tired and have to get rid of that. And that's just going to cause me absolutely traumatic panic. So I was like, just they're like, well, we have had people do this before endoscopy without, uh, without any sedatives or without any anesthesia. I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, sure. Let's do it. And, uh, and uh, I was doing well, I was meditating, it's, it's definitely, I would never recommend this by the way, If do not ever do it, but I was sitting there meditating, I was okay, uh, just kind of like going through it, breathing, relaxing, taking it all in, literally taking the thing right down my throat, into my, uh, into my chest really, into my esophagus, and I was just like, this is terrible. But I was meditating and I was breathing, and they're like, "You're doing good. You're doing good." And I was doing good. I was surprising myself because I could meditate, like I said, with the best of them. But there's something. But at some point, my brain sent me a flashback, so to speak, like a con- like like almost like an instant like uh, collaboration of all the times in my life where I have been in pain, suffering horribly. And it was like, and here you are right now doing it as we speak. Going through another crazy thing related to how you're sick and suffering. And you know what happened there? I fucking freaked. I panicked. I started choking. I'm like, get this out of me. Get this out of me. Thank God they got like 90% of the procedure done. But I couldn't finish it after that. Uh, But for the most part, they didn't find anything. So I guess that's not that big of a deal. But... uh, it would have been nice to finish everything, but yeah, uh, that's what happened. From, from thinking about all the times of my life where I was sick and suffering and, and having and, and in pain, and then I had this tube down my throat that was kind of choking me and shouldn't have been there, and then I'm just thinking to myself, "This is horrible, horrible," and uh, my brain just it just you know, and so that can happen, especially when I'm you know. Especially when I'm not sleeping well. When I'm I'm having massive fatigue. When I'm having a flare-up. Then you just start thinking about how... This should be over already. This should have been over a long time ago. And I'm still here. I'm still in this place. And it's a horrible, horrible feeling. And I'm sure many of you... Have felt that too. And that just and and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who can't mentally handle it as well like I said I think I'm blessed in that respect knock on wood because I always feel like if I get too confident about something yeah I got this, I got this handled I'm going to get through this and then it's just going to come snowball like just something comes out of left field and makes it worse Hey I'm pretty good like I taught myself to sleep on my recliner and I'm like oh yeah this is good I'm starting to sleep uh, you know if I can't sleep in my bed and I'm freaking out and I'm getting claustrophobic from being in my bed at least I can move to my recliner and change the scene a little bit and then as soon as I got to the point where this was becoming a regular thing all of a sudden now my apartment is infested I'm itching you know after a couple other weird flare-ups too that I had and it's it's like it's like the illness or God himself. Is, is determined to not let you rest to not let you be at peace I don't know that's a spiritual discussion the god thing and, and I have a lot to say about that I've talked about that for a, like a year probably non-stop straight but um and it just snowballs There needs to be some systems in place. This is the last thing I'm going to say. There needs to be systems in place to make it easier on us. We're already fighting. Worse than anybody has to fight. More than anybody has to fight. You know? With these illnesses. Horrible. Horrible illnesses. And, uh... There's got to be, there's got to be systems in place. This is, you know, that are there to help us so we don't fall further. When our ship is sinking, there's there's water coming up through the boards. Right now, the way things are in this world, it's oh well, we need to see you sink a little bit more, and we need to see you taking buckets and shoveling the water. You know, as like for your life we need you to see you you know, shovel on the water out of the ship for your life and we're gonna make you fight and fight and fight for it to make you stay afloat and we're gonna make sure you're almost sunk or kind of like you know your head is barely above water you got like water coming up from the ocean or, or the like splashing into your throat into your mouth and down your throat that's when we'll start to help you it should not be like that, man. That's terrible. That's a fucking horrible system. You know, it's we <laughs> we don't live in an age where that's that even makes any sense anymore. It doesn't, you know. Uh, maybe in the industrial era, maybe we didn't have the computer and the internet. We didn't have ways to connect resources and 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 you know combine forces and figure out ways to help people who are sick. We don't have that. Ex- we don't have excuses anymore in this world. We don't, and especially in, in you know developed nations, Canada, United States, any other developed nations that you can think of that are actually, you know, we don't have. Like, you know, Europe, UK, whatever. I'm not going to get, you guys know where you live. (laughs) You know what developed nations are. You know? Uh, There should be programs in place to take care of people. And, uh, you know, I know right now, and I'm not, again, I'm not taking sides on this. You guys can figure that out on your own. I know that there's people that come over in some of these countries, Europe, UK, United States, wherever, and and people come over the borders from other nations, refugees, and they are given places. They're given hotel rooms. They're given places to stay. They're bused in and given, you know, okay, you know what? Like I said, you guys decide what you think about that, but what I'm saying is if it's, if they're doing it for them, why is it that I live in this country, I've born and bred here, and you don't have that same program for me when I'm sick and suffering, you can't just say, okay, well, you're in a shitty place, we're going to put you somewhere, we got a place that we can ship you to, uh, you know, nice healthy environment, you know, not not like some crazy, like, hospital, like, care center where they, they're, they're in your business, but I'm just like, well, hey, give me a studio apartment somewhere, where I, that's clean, and that's it, I mean, you know, Maybe a program where somebody comes once a month and cleans my place a little bit or, or whatever that I need help with, you know, maybe just that my bills are paid. I got some, I got, some, you know, look, I, 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 it took me four months, but now I'm on SSI. I'm getting my, my income, whatever it is enough to live off of. I don't need to be rich. Just the basic stuff, the basic. Am I entitled to it? Guess not. Fuck you uh you know all you did is go in the, the army and, and you've been paying taxes when you could. you were born in this country and we're supposed to be united. I don't know maybe we're not entitled to it but I kind of feel and like I said, I'm not Mr. Socialism I'm, I'm not not Mr. Socialism. I don't know what I am. I I kind of basically just make up my... I'm not partisan. I don't pick sides. Let's put it that way. If I ever get into a political discussion on this show, that goes beyond... I I don't pick sides. I pick issues. That's it. And if I think that you are doing the right thing, you know, then I'm going to be on your side. If I think that you're a douchebag, I'm going to not be on your side. If I think that you're trying to help the best you can, you know, whatever. You get the point. So... Uh, but even like I guess what I was gonna say is even if somebody is if I agree with ninety percent of the stuff they do, if they still do like ten percent boneheaded shit, I'll be the first person to say, that sucks, dude what are you what are you doing? That's stupid. Why would you do that? you know so I, I'm just saying i'm not I'm not but we got to figure stuff out man for for the people here who are sick and suffering and disabled and and, and there's no voice. And it's kind of almost, there is, there's a white noise voice, actually. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, well, weird to see the veteran guy in the street corner who just, like, you know, uh, Captain Dan, he's in the wheelchair, that kind of stuff. You know, it's it's just how it is, man. Veterans are suffering. And it's kind of like that becomes white noise where people just assume that's okay. Well, because, because you hear about it, then you know it's happening. And because you know it's happening, it's really no big deal anymore. It's just white noise now. It's just like, okay... You got disabled people sick and suffering. You hear about it as a blurb on the news. And so now it's it's acceptable because we talked about it. It's not. It's not acceptable. We need to make some changes. And I'm here for it, man. I don't know what we're going to do. I have no idea where this is going to go. But if you're listening to my podcast, this is the Chronic Ill This podcast. Like, share, subscribe. I don't know how this shit works. Uh, I don't even know what I'm doing. But just... uh, If you got people that you think would like to listen to this and kind of be like, "Yeah, brother, right, solidarity, bro," or whatever, I don't know. Spread it out, share it out, hug it out, rub one out. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. That's probably (laughs) my body's like this. What if you? A lot of the people who like to give money are Christians and churches, and if they if they uh, listen to you and you're swearing on your podcast too much, then they're going to be like turned off and they're not going to want to help. And I'm like. Yeah, well, I, it's impossible for me to not swear or not make little jokes. I mean, it's, I'm already living a tough enough life. I, I gotta have a little bit of humor. I'm not, you know, Mister Whatever. I do swear like a sailor in real life, but uh, if somebody is is literally that shallow and that self-righteous, where well, they're gonna say to themselves, "Man, you know what is gonna help this guy? I could probably help a lot of people." You know, we, we, we could donate to organizations. and We could create ways to help all these people who are sick and suffering get off the street. But that guy swore, so so never mind him. I was gonna swear, but if this guy's self righteous about like not swearing, he's not gonna say, "Well, fuck him." But he's like, "That guy swore, so I'm not helping." Him. God doesn't want me to help somebody who swears. Sounds like, anyway, never mind. So. So I don't care if all these people are sick and suffering because I don't like the way that person talks, you know. It sounds like cancel culture or whatever they call it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I don't know if all I'm saying is that, that should, if it is, that's a pretty sad uh, way to, 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 you know, it's just, it's a pretty sad state of affairs. if you're If you're the type of person who would actually not help people because maybe that person swears, you know especially if somebody's in pain and suffering and they can't even like they're 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 not even able to be at their best capacity to where they can actually communicate in a normal way when I'm when I'm having a flare up the last thing I'm thinking of is what my language is I can't I can't and I know some of you know that too when you just scream at the top of your lungs fuck I can't fucking do this anymore and you mean it. I mean that right now, I'm not meaning it because I'm not feeling it. But it doesn't mean that I wasn't feeling it earlier today or I'm not going to be feeling it tomorrow. Where I just swear at the top of my lungs, I'm screaming. I was in the middle of the night, I was feeling it. You know, when I woke up and, at, at, at after four hours of sleep and I was itching and I'm, you know, calling and, and saying, I got to get the hell out of here. Calling and texting, you know, my mom. <laughs> what is she going to do? She's like, you know, elderly in her 70s. But, but I don't know who else. You know, who else am I going to talk to? I've talked to everybody. I've talked to everybody. I've talked to officials. I've talked to all sorts of people. And it's like, there's just nothing. So who do I call? I call my mom. It's just sort of like a, you know, knee-jerk reaction. And I'm, and I'm like, I got to get out of here. I can't do this. And then, you know, and when I'm talking to her on the phone, I'm like, it's, it's you know, six or seven in the morning. And my neighbors are used to it by now, I think. At least they've told me we get it. We know you're suffering horribly. We get it. So they're pretty patient with it, but I'll be like, I'm screaming over the phone, I can't handle this, and F and F and F and F and F, and my mom, of course, is super Christian, so she'll, you can't swear, you're bringing, you're lowering your vibrations, God isn't going to bless you if you talk like that, and then she just makes things worse, I love her, but some, but, you know, that's another, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother part of this layer that I was going to talk about, and of course I forgot, which is friends and family, you know? you lose friends and family over this stuff. I mentioned that in a previous podcast or your family doesn't understand so you don't have a support network. You know, god forbid it's like your husband or your wife and you got this chronic illness and they they don't feel it and they're just not they have no empathy whatsoever so they just kind of talk down to you like all the time and be like or your children, I've heard horror stories about about women who are sick and suffering and their children treat them like shit. Like pure shit You know Because The they, they, the woman or whatever Is too sick to take care of herself And so the kids completely take advantage of it Rotten fucking bastards that they are You know And and luckily I'm very I have a good I'm very em, empath, like empathetic I don't know empathic I don't know what the word is I'm kind of an empath in a sense I guess I don't want to say that in like some but I can read people. I can feel their emotions. I can see their emotions. And so any of the friends that I've had who are shit, I, I, don't, I don't keep them. And maybe either they kind of get the idea and they go off on their own and they don't want to be my friend anymore. But I've had plenty of friends that literally just turn their back on me. But because I kind of am like, well, you know, it, it I, I, I mean, yes, there's their regrets. It kind of hurts your feelings a little bit. But I'm also like, well, if that person sucks that bad that they pretended to be my friend for years and then at the first sign of trouble they jump ship, fuck that. I don't want a person like that on my team because that's the same person where if the going gets tough and we were in a a battle scenario a war scenario and they thought your team was going to lose, they would be the first people to go over to the other team and sell your ass out. Those are the same cowards who would do that. You don't want them fighting when you're fighting a battle for your life. You don't want them in your corner. Get lost. Get lost. I can think of three people right now. One starts with a J. One starts with an F. One starts with an S. And I'm not going to mention their names. But those people all fucking suck as human beings. And the problem is, is that... Uh, I don't know. I know at least one of them thinks he's Mr. Positive. He's a fucking fake fraud, shallow, empty piece of shit. And these are the people that we have in our lives sometimes who we are hoping, man, are they going to be there for you? No, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're, fuck you is what they're going to do. So there's another layer. I was going to stop talking. I'm way over my time. I guess I'm on a roll. We don't know how long these podcasts are going to be. But I do have I do wanna wrap it up. I mean it is what it is. The idea and goal behind this podcast is not just a rant podcast, but but, but I'm here to, to listen to you and, and you can listen to me if you guys got thoughts and ideas on how we can fix some of these things and bring some of this stuff together so that we don't have to have this kind of life anymore. Sure, there's certain things that are gonna be inevitable. You can't change your friends. I mean, you can, but I'm saying you can't change how your friends are going to react, I guess. If, if you if you have a shallow friend in your life, sometimes they're pretty sneaky. Sometimes you'll get it. But, you know, at the, in, in the end, you might not even know which ones are going to stick by and which ones aren't. You know, or sometimes we can. Like I said, I'm an empath, and I kind of get the vibe. But at the same time, if they kind of stab me in the back, I'm kind of like, all right, yeah, that, that's, that makes total sense that that person did that. And, and I can even understand why. That they suck as a person. This, there, there was the evidence was there. Maybe I just didn't see it right away. But now I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I, that makes total, total sense. Um, but we got to be able to fix these problems at least as far as the getting benefits, getting help when we need it to stop the sinking ship before uh, it's it's already almost sunk or, or you're already swimming in the water and the ship is gone. Like I said, we got to stop that man. We got to fix this this program and. I just want to say I know that the, the reason why these, some of these government programs are difficult is maybe because there's no profit in it, but also maybe because there's a lot of people that are trying to scam the system. I don't know. This is stuff we can talk about later and work that out. Because I think that's really horrible that people do scam the system. They were doing it with the uh, with the pandemic, you know, employment insurance. But also I feel like some were and they were getting away with it, and then the people who actually were leg- legitimate were cut off. Because of the, yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other story. So we got to figure out how to work this system so that legitimate sick people can get help, and people who are just scamming the system. We got to figure out how to fuck like fuck you. Get out of here. You're not gonna you're not gonna ruin it for everybody else anymore. That's a completely other topic. I got topic after topic after topic we can go through, but let's just talk about today how these layers can affect us. And if there's a solution in the future, let's figure it out, man. Put your stuff in the comments. You know, if you want to hear topics and all that stuff, I don't know. I don't even know if there's comments box on these podcasts or whatever. Look me up on my Twitter, Chronic Ill This, just like the just like the spelling. Uh, and then maybe you can ask me there. We can start the discussion there. What do you guys think, man? Anyway, feel free to tweet me anytime, and. Uh, until I figure out what else I can do to make this podcast be more successful and reach more people so that we can get some goddamn solutions. That's all. That's all I want for everybody, not just for me. Yes, 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 this is totally selfish, but at the same time, it's not because I see a lot of other people out there who need some help too. And when you're in this, what they said about people who suffer is uh, when people have suffered greatly in their lives they want to see other people happy because they themselves know what it's like to be in pain and they don't want to see that for anybody else and i'm definitely one of those people i want to see if i can make a fucking difference man i will and i will and i really will because i i want to see people happy on this planet because there's too much pain and misery and there's too much suffering and we got to do something about it we you know i get it some of it's inevitable but that doesn't mean that the people for who it's inevitable for should get brushed to the side and screw you. Too bad. You're suffering. Suffer, suffer, suffer. Oh, well, no big deal. Uh, you're going to suffer anyway. So now we need you to just expend energy you don't have to fight Create like crazy to get anything from us that we could help you. You know, You get what I'm saying. I'm beating a dead horse. All right. I'll see you guys.